Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always get us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, too, you can watch good things. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You're going to want to see it. It's the cutest little cub in the whole wide world. And we're we're going to learn more about him. He is at the Hattiesburg Zoo, which welcomed the only surviving hyena club, cub born in North America here this year. Joining us to tell us a little bit more is Kristen Moore. She is an animal curator for the zoo. Hey, Kristen. Hey, how are you? Number one, coolest job ever. And number two, is it a little boy or is it a little girl? Oh, so we don't know yet. We won't find out for a couple of weeks because uh, hyena anatomy is tricky to tell apart. They basically look the exact same. So we will have to send off some blood work for some genetic testing before we know. Well, I guess I already just put it out there. It's going to be a little boy, but if it's a little girl, <laughs> we'll love her too, and and the world will go round. So this is very exciting. What was the official birthday? The official birthday was the 17th of October. And then when did y'all get the call, or was it there on site? How did the Hattiesburg Zoo wind up with the cub? So it was here on site. So Mom Peely and Dad Nehru both live here, um, and Mom, um, they're, they're part of the CC Survival Program. So it's a really exciting birth for us. So it's basically we were watching her. Um, we've got cameras up in that exhibit and in that holding. We noticed some strange behavior early that morning. Um, so her primary keeper came in along with myself early that morning and started watching her and at about 12:45 uh, she gave birth to our little one. And this is kind of special to the fact that it was a single birth. Typically, is there more than one of them if mama's going to have babies? Typically, yeah. Typically they come in twins. It's not it's not totally uncommon for them to have a single one, but typically it is two. And mama has to be watched pretty carefully too because I guess out in the wild maybe they don't always make it through after birth. Yes, ma'am, that is absolutely accurate. So that birth canal is only about an inch wide. So any of the other mamas out there, you can start to think about how difficult that might be. And so sometimes it, the birth itself can uh, result in death of the mom and the cub. So, yeah, watching her pretty closely, both mom and baby are doing great right now. So what happens after something exciting like this goes on at the zoo? I mean, I've been through two human births myself. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling for the mama with only that inch canal that, that made me, uh, yeah, I was took my breath away for a second for uh, there. But what happens sort of after? How do y'all care for it or make sure it still has kind of that natural bonding moment? Or what do you do there? What's labor and delivery like? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, we pretty much keep it quiet for her for the first 24 to 48 hours, mom and baby just bonding together. We go in uh, basically to feed mom, and that is it, um, and then we leave them alone. Uh, we monitor 24-7. Um, I personally have the first 24-hour shift of that. Uh, we Sometimes we stay overnight depending on how they are doing um, just to make sure that someone's up and monitoring them. And then from there, uh, we do a weight on the baby every couple of days to make sure the baby is gaining weight. So that point we separate mom and baby um get real hands-on with baby um there is some socializing that has to happen with that little one too to make sure that as the baby gets older it views us as friendly um, and then we basically just uh, in a couple weeks we'll reintroduce dad back to mom and baby and then uh that's our last big hurdle i think um making sure that this little one makes it so it's a it's a long process it's several week process so we ask to please be patient with us we are we're working through it and doing our best oh man i'm going to be there Thursday for a field trip for my fifth grader. I was hoping to get loves and snuggles, but I guess I'm going to have to at least hold off like everybody else. And either way, though, there's a lot of other good things going on at the zoo. But speaking of hyenas, I was just telling Rhino, Kristen, that he, the little guy or gal doesn't look like what you see, you know, on the Lion King, right? We have this yeah. this idea <laughs> of what a hyena should look like. So from your perspective, I mean, you know, what is their characteristics like? What are they like in the wild? How would we, you know, not want to come across them, I'm sure. But um, but tell us a little bit about them. So hyena are, they're pack animals. Um, and so they do hunt. They're also considered scavengers as well. Um, ours here in captivity have very different personalities. Uh, Nibiru t- tends to be, the dad tends to be a little bit um more skeptical of people and likes to kind of stay away. Peely, the mom, is the exact opposite. Uh, she loves the public. She loves people. You'll often see her running around and swimming in the pool. Um, so each individual has their own personality. In the wild, it's obviously completely different. They don't have a whole lot of human interaction. Um, they actually prefer to stay away from people. So uh, they're not quite like you see on The Lion King, um, but they're a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun personalities. They don't sing and talk? <laughs> <laughs> they do do like a singing uh, sort of call to each other, which is it's really cool to hear. But they've got about 17 or 18 different calls that they do to each other. But you'll hear like them do this high-pitched, we call it a whooping noise. Um, that's really cool to hear. So you mentioned that this particular cub was part of a larger effort, I'm sure, to help with the population of hyenas. Speak to the fact that when we go and visit our zoo, take the time to come out, not only are we going to have a good time, like the Hattiesburg Zoo and others, but you're also helping with the preservation of specific species, like this one would be an example of hyenas. So how does that work? Like, how does that program work? How does Hattiesburg Zoo get kind of, you know, um, in with all of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So you have to go through what's called the species survival program. And they basically, in the beginning, they'll come out and they'll talk to you and they'll look at your space and your exhibit that you're planning on building. And then from there, they decide that you're a good fit for it. Uh, They are the ones that pair the animals together for breeding. So their sole job is to uh, maintain genetic diversity in those species. So they basically spend a lot of time Um, looking at the different genetic lines and all of these different animals, and they pair them together at different facilities. Um, Sometimes it works real well in the case of Peely and Eru, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, animals have personalities, and they don't always get along, and that's okay, too. But that is sort of kind of how you get involved with it. There at the Hattiesburg Zoo, y'all have had a lot of babies. I think you have a very robust labor and delivery. If I'm thinking, if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, you had a baby giraffe not too long ago, maybe two, at least one. And then you had the baby sloth. 
So it's like procreating part of the, you know, the mission there for the zoo? It is, yeah. Um, we are absolutely part of breeding programs. Um, we had a little baby colobus monkey that we were very, very excited about, um, baby sloth, and now this baby hyena. Uh, we're very involved with the species survival programs. Um, we have some plans coming up to, to add some more species to our um, facility to um, also help those other SSPs out. Kristen, I said this at the beginning here on Good Things. What a cool job. How did you find yourself as an anim- animal curator there at the Hattiesburg Zoo? Oh, my story is a long, complicated one, but I'll give you the abbreviated version. Um, my husband was in the military for 21 years, so we moved around quite a bit. Um, I was actually in school to, for early childhood education about six weeks from graduating when I decided, I think I want to be a zookeeper. Unfortunately, I have a very uh, supportive husband who was like, go, follow your dreams. Well, it's so basically like ago. herding cats is, you know, like being an <laughs> elementary <laughs> Right. Teacher, yeah. So I started out as an intern many years ago and just was kept with the field, and here I am now. Couldn't be happier. Well, and also part of your job there, or at least uh, someone's job at the Hattiesburg Zoo, it sounds like you're a great educator, you're sharing your information with us here, is is um, to educate on all of the animals and the wildlife there at the zoo, which I'm excited to come with a bunch of robust uh, fifth graders. You're going to feel right back at home if you, if you connect <laughs> with us. But for those who maybe haven't been to the Hattiesburg Zoo, I keep telling them they should put it on their to-do list to visit here in Mississippi. What are some of the best sites or best exhibits to see right now? Oh, man. Uh, Our giraffe exhibit is one of my favorites. Um, Let's see what else. I personally love our African belt area with our zebra and our ostrich. Our tiger exhibit is great. Um, Any of our primates, I'm such a primate person, so any of our primates I would recommend seeing. Our wallaby walkabout is really popular because you actually get to go inside the exhibit and walk around with the wallabies, so that's really cool. And, of course, the kids always love the petting zoo. Uh, Who doesn't like to get their hands on some goats and sheep? Always love the goats and the sheep, but I also love all these babies that are coming out of the Hattiesburg Zoo. So, Kristen, where can we go to keep up with all things Hattiesburg Zoo? So you can follow us on Facebook. Um, we are also on Instagram, or you can just go to our website at HattiesburgZoo.org. All righty. Well, I appreciate your time. He, she, it's a beautiful little thing. I can't wait till you know what it is, because then I guess you'll name it, right? Yes, we will name it. We're not exactly sure how we're going to go about doing that, but uh, we'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll figure it out, and then we'll share it here. Well, I appreciate your time. All right. Thanks so much. What a cool job. How would you like to wake up and stretch your arms and go, today I get to go feed and take care of a baby hyena? Now, that hyena will probably grow up, and you probably want to cuddle as much as you would when it's a little one. Like the little tigers that look so cute, and then they grow up to be, you know, big tigers. I think, you know, if I could rethink my life, I'd be a million different things. But zookeeper would be like on the list of things I think would be really cool to do. Although there's the not fun part, the stinky part that comes with any living thing that you take care of. But sounds like you need to add it to your if I win the lottery list. Yeah, like part like a lot of part time gigs. I think that's a great idea. All right. Stick with us. We got more for you up next. Don't bring everybody down. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. You can watch Rhino and I here on Good Things over on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Since you mentioned it, Rhino, talking about the lottery, now would be a good time to go and throw a little money to the Mississippi Roads and Bridges Fund, as I affectionately like to call it. It is up to $1.2 billion jackpot, which is the fourth largest in the U.S. lottery history. It's just mind-numbing to think. But you got me tickled with, if you won the lottery, we've all talked about things you would buy or oh yeah everybody's got a list of stuff they want to buy but very few people have on that list a lot of things they want to do well you know you think about and we hear so many cool jobs or people that are up to really unique things here on good things across the state but then also you have those just fantasies from a kid or just things that you would like to give a try i would feel like um what's the guy that does the dirty jobs micro now i wouldn't want to be him because he does some really dirty jobs but i think it would be fun just to go around and like test drive all the things or jobs or just hobbies routines or whatever folks that you yeah you just walk in with your briefcase handcuffed to you full of money (laughs) and go what's your budget shortcoming give me a job doing this and i'll fix it for you what do you say you know when you think about and maybe not as like as a long-term career and the part would be you know some of it you don't need to actually do yourself you should probably just be there witnessing it because yeah. I think blowing things up would be an exciting job to have although I know it's an extremely dangerous job that you should have a lot of knowledge about yeah, it you just get the experts to set everything up and then you get to push the button you get to push the button right like I think that would that would be money well spent uh, or at least you know time well spent when you don't have to worry about money I think and I know many of you are going to go oh I get you do that because you do it every day but like drive heavy heavy machinery I think that I've all I see, you know, you see it when you pass construction sites or if there's, you know, MDOT is doing some kind of road work and you think, I just want to get in there and take it for a spin. I want to dig something up or flatten something or, you know, whatever it may be. It feels like it would be a lot of fun as well as intimidating uh, as too. So I would add that to my list of like things I'd like to experience if I win, won the lottery and just had all this free time to like go out and do. And then um, two the forestry people who cut down trees, like pick them up and just move them around, which Wayne Withers, who is your arm wrestling extraordinaire, he's also big into forestry here in Mississippi. I know he's a um, an instructor there at Heinz Community College, which has a phenomenal forestry, um, I guess, Savotech kind of uh, program. Anyway, he has, well, I think, or not he, but I think Heinz has one of the only or Mississippi Forestry Commission, Mississippi has one of the only two, I think, where you get to sort of play with it. It's like a video game type scenario. You sit in it and you it's a module thing. I gave it a whirl when he had it here at the Farm Bureau building one day. That's harder than it looks. Like you you need to know what you're doing before you get in there and you clip a tree and then it falls back on top of you. Winning one point two billion dollars doesn't make you efficient in certain you know, in sort of all skills. Right. But yeah, and then I would take a big chunk of money and find a group of archaeologists and just go watch them. Some might think it's boring, but you're you're literally just right under the surface. All this history. Agree. And that's one field of study that's always needing money. And then 
you think just with Southern Miss and their marine biology department that's like world renowned. It's like, let me go see the Titanic with you. Put me in one of those little things and send me down there just with enough oxygen to like James Cameron make it back up. Yeah, we add that to like things I'd love to experience. Would be like all the film sets here in Mississippi. Like I don't want to act. Do not put me in front of it. I would. Good enough. If you won the lottery, you could definitely put producer by your name for Hollywood <laughs> film. Something right? Like I can figure that They'd out. I always love money. <laughs> and I just to see you know lights, camera, act. Like to me though, I would love to see. Um, the, and I've seen the workings behind the scenes of of TV shows and things that I've been a part of. But I'm more of like an action. movie movie where it all comes together or is it CGI? Yeah, where you got all the extras coordinated to run to certain places uh-huh. and you got the air cannon to throw the car against the building as the gas explodes behind it so that it all looks really cool and, on film. Yeah, and then you get to sort of see You that. want to go to a Michael Bay movie yes. being made. I think that would be... he's all about the explosions and throwing cars at stuff. I think that would be really cool. You can chime in with us if you want. I know if you won the lottery, you're going to say you're going to quit working. You wouldn't do anything, but you would want to do something. Like if you could just have all this free time and you had enough money to get you in the door. Because some of this stuff doesn't wouldn't cost a lot of money with the right connections just to go watch an experience. But more than likely, if you don't have... It's all about who you know. And so... With $1.2 billion, you could know a lot of people really quickly. And so you could get some of these experiences really quickly and just sort of like rack, rack those up. You know, people talk about where you want to, you know, travel or what you want to buy or whatever. It's like, what would you want to experience? Which, I mean, that's, that's all well and good. I mean, if I won the lottery, I would definitely take a little bit of time and travel the world and go to places that oh, financially sure. it's impossible at this point. But – I I think it would be interesting to have those one-off seasonal or part-time gigs where you're you're not really working for the money, you're working for the experience. I would probably go out west too. I would love to add, I don't know if I want to like herd cattle, like but I want to be a part of it. Like I don't know if I trust myself to get cows where they're supposed to go. I don't know. But I'd love to <laughs> the idea of watching how they still sort of do that across long you know, stretches of land, I think would be really cool to be a part of. I'd probably be tired of, you know, riding on the back of a horse for a while, but I think that'd be, that'd be pretty neat. I am not, you know, the list is long. I would be out there, even here too, like you think about going down to Stennis Space Center. They don't allow because of all a lot of reasons, not just COVID, lots of reasons. You're not allowed to come in and watch, like the public's not, like to watch like it used to, you used to could. I think that would be really cool to be able to experience. I still don't, I think with $1.2 billion, I have better doing good keeping my feet on the ground than going to heaven just yet in terms of space. But it would be neat to like see it all, right? Like see behind the scenes and how it worked. And then I don't know if I want to push that button because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But, yeah. You said you wanted to, to play with big equipment. Mm-hmm. There is a way you can do that. You just It costs the price of admission and the ticket to get there in West Berlin, New Jersey. And a $40 admission fee. It's Diggerland. Drive, ride, soak, and slide. Where they yes. have a go-kart course where you're riding on, looks like, tractors. They have construction equipment. With a big sand pit, you can just dig all you want to. It's a whole theme park devoted Do to construction equipment. Do you know how much equipment. fun that would be? Like so if you, you know won the lottery, going... you could just 
the whole place to yourself for a day. Do you day. know how many friends I could take if I won the lottery for $40 pop to go and just, let's be like a kid's in a big sandbox and just dig things up that we have no idea what's under there. The, the spinny thing that makes the big holes for things to go into, like poles or whatever, that just seems so satisfying just to sit there and watch it just... Well, when it's automated. If it's one well, of those with the handles it. on it. No, I want to... It's kind of like a stump grinder. If you've got the swanky stump grinder with the little <laughs> control module and you just sit back and it... and tears up the stump... That's a yeah. lot of fun to watch. If you got the stump grinder with the handles and you're the person swinging it back and forth, that will wear <laughs> you out. No, I'm not looking to do manual labor. I'm looking to do cool labor. I think that would be the big sort of difference uh, between that. Man, there's so many like needed. You think I could buy my way into Area 51? Mm, that might be a little pricey. You might need a little bit more than $1.2 billion. You might need like Elon money. Well, man, I could teach But you could probably get a pit pass and be on the NASCAR pit crew or at least behind the scenes to be a part of what is seemingly growing leaps and bounds overnight. Have you seen the video that's going around with NASCAR? All right, so over the weekend, they were on a a short track, a a Uh little track like inside a Coliseum where they have to slow down to turn. They can't just go all out. Well, it gets to the last lap of the race, and one of the guys decides, i got to get to the front of the line, or I'm not going to get to move on in the championship. So on this little track, he just floors it, puts it along the wall like a video game, and rides the wall around, passes enough people to get into the points. Is that allowed? I I don't think it will be much longer, but according to the rules, it's totally legal. You can ride on the walls? In the new car. Hmm. The old cars, some people have tried in the past, and it kind of crumpled on them and caused a crash. But this one, the new car is a little bit more rigid, so it could survive. Somebody it. told him, if you don't come home with the trophy, you're not eating supper. I got to show you that video. It's wild. That, is, that does sound wild. It'd be wild if you won $1.2 billion. It'd be crazy. All right, stick with us. We got more good for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You can 
and listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app and, of course, your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Joining us now is Matt Bowman. He is with the Jackson VA Regional Office. They're holding a large four-day outreach event from November 1st. That's today through the 4th, and they're looking for veterans to spread the word, too. So, hey, Matt. Hey, how you doing, Rebecca? Thanks for having me on. I, I'm I'm happy to do this because I think this is a, a really great event. It's over four days, and y'all have got a big mission to get out and find veterans and their families and to hopefully connect them with resources and jobs. So tell us everything behind it. Um, you know, EDIs are economic development initiatives that the VA in Washington has started doing around the country. And what we do is we try to help veterans by telling them about benefits that they're eligible for. We try to grant benefits on the spot, you know, to veterans that are eligible. We also have a job fair, a women's clinic, and then we also, you know, do some virtual events on the first and the last day. Um, These EDIs in various other parts of the country, you know, we've hired dozens of veterans on the spot. We paired them up with employers um, we're going to have, you know, close to 30 employers at the Ag Museum tomorrow that are looking to hire veterans on the spot. Um, we're going to have a claims clinic. If you, if you feel you're eligible for benefits or if, uh, you know, you've heard about the PACT Act that was recently passed by Congress that has millions of dollars in veteran benefits that are payable to Mississippi veterans, you need to come out to the Ag Museum and find out what we can do to help you with it. We're also going to have a wonderful women's clinic uh, with a lot of guest speakers. Uh, the VA Medical Center will be there giving COVID shots and flu shots, helping veterans get registered for their health care as well. So lots of good things going on. You mentioned that's tomorrow at the Ag Museum, but then you've got something also going on at the Washington County Convention Center. Will it be the same thing, just in two different locations? Yes, Rebecca, that's that's totally correct. Um, we're going to pretty much, you know, uh, from tomorrow from 9 to 4, we've uh, rented the entire Ag Museum. We have the Sparkman Auditorium, the Forestry Auditorium, and the Education Building. That's going to shut down at 4 tomorrow. And then we're going to be at the Washington County Convention Center from 10 a.m. to 4 on Thursday with the same same deal. It's going to be a job fair, claims clinic. We're going to try to reach out to all those veterans in the Delta, um, and hopefully they'll get in there and so we can tell them about what benefits that they're eligible for, get them registered for VA health care, and also you know, pair them up with an employer if they're actively looking for a job and looking for a place to work. So we're really excited. And we really appreciate you helping us get the word out on this. Well, I think this is good stuff that all veterans should know that's available. And maybe you're not a veteran, but you got someone in your family who is. Does it matter how long you've been a, a veteran? I mean, maybe you were recently discharged or recently, you know, retired. Or does it matter if it's, you know, 10 or 20 years ago from, you know, your last active duty? No, Rebecca, you bring up a good point because a lot of the re- recent legislation that was passed in the PACT Act by Congress just recently in the last two or three months affects a lot of Vietnam veterans. It affects Gulf War veterans. Um, it, it changes the whole playing field for so many veterans. So if you haven't interacted with the VA recently and you're a veteran, um, I, I would highly recommend that you come out and find out what's new and what benefits that you may be eligible for 
that you you never knew you were eligible for. Um, they're they're really you know we're really trying to push and get the word out to make sure people know about what we can do for them. What do I need to bring with me, Matt? I mean, I imagine I've never been in the military, but I'm just going to guess it's a lot of paperwork. You got a lot of you probably got a file somewhere with <laughs> with a lot oh, of things oh. in it. So, is there anything specific I need to bring? That's a good question, Rebecca. I mean, if you're looking for a job, I'd bring a copy of your DD Form 214 if you have it. Uh, if you have a current resume, that'd be good. If you're going to the job fair, if you're just a veteran trying to figure out what you're eligible for besides the job fair, I would just say your driver's license would be fine. If you remember your service number that you served under in the military, um, you know, bring that with you too. It'll help you locate, help us locate the records and pull you up in our system. But we're really excited. Uh, we have a lot of veterans registered already. And, you know, it's not too late to come out. You know, 9 to 4 tomorrow at the Mississippi Ag Museum and 10 to 4 on Thursday at the Washington County Convention Center. You, I read, too, there may be some virtual options. Are there anything virtual this year, or how does that work if we can't get to either location? Yeah, um, we have virtual presentations that are actually going on today. Um, and you go to VA. EDI.com, V-A-E-D-I.com. They're going on today and Friday. So if you're down in Gulfport and you can't make it to Jackson, you can't make it to the Washington County Convention Center, you can log on to V-A-E-D-I.com and, you know, get the information right there in the in the comfort of, of the couch you, at your house. You mentioned that there was going to be job opportunities or a job fair there tomorrow, Matt, as well as in Washington County coming up later this week. What sort of jobs might you get hired on the spot if folks are trying to figure out maybe what's – is there a fit for me in terms of age or abilities? Like what, what might be some that um, would be there that would be of interest for veterans? Um, you know, we, we have a whole bunch of uh, different jobs across the spectrum. We have law enforcement agencies. We have the VA, um, the state VA. Um, they're looking for nurses. They're looking for truck drivers. They're looking for uh, phone center operators. Um, we're looking for all kinds of people across the spectrum. We have about 30 employers expected to come to Jackson. I uh, have about 25 employers signed up for the Washington County Convention Center. So it's, it's really, Rebecca, all, all sorts of jobs. You know, no matter how much education or how little education or technical training you have, if you're looking for a job, we think we're going to have an employer that is looking for you at both locations. Well, it sounds like something that, again, if you're a veteran, look into it. If you're not and you know someone who is, a loved one, then let them know about it. Do you roughly know, Matt, about how many veterans we have in the state of Mississippi? Oh, there's there's close to, you know, 30,000 veterans in the state of Mississippi. Different areas of the state have more veterans. Some veterans, uh, some areas have less. The Delta is very heavily populated. There's a lot of veterans up there. Um, so we're excited to be up there. Um, Hines County, Madison County, Rankin County has a tremendous population of veterans. So that, that was part of our targeting in setting up these EDIs in Jackson and in Washington County. We wanted to, to get to the veterans that, that aren't always able to see the VA. So we're, we're really excited about the event and we're really appreciative, you know, to let you help us get the word out. Uh, cause we want as many veterans to be served 
during these great events this week as possible. Well, I don't want any veteran to leave benefits on the table. I mean, you've earned it, right? Like, I mean, through your service. And so you don't know what you don't know is what I'm hearing you say, Matt. And so, yeah, to to check out. Yeah. And what was the website one more time if we want to go and find out everything? Yeah, VAEDI.com. That's VAEDI.com. If you can't make any of the in-person events, you know, you can just log on to that site. For the virtual events that are going on right now till about 4.30, and then we have them going on all day Friday as well. So we're really excited to get out out there this week. All righty. Well, I hope you have a, a huge turnout. The weather holds out for you, and people take advantage of it. Matt, I appreciate your time here, and, and thank you. Rebecca, thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. There you go. You don't want to leave something on the table. If it's your benefits, you get out there and sort of get it, which I get it. Insurance, whether you're a veteran or not, all that stuff is mumbo-jumbo to me. And I know October was like open enrollment came around for a lot of different things, and you feel like you need a third degree if fourth degree (laughs) to sign up for some of that stuff but don't not do it if you're a veteran just because you feel like you're overwhelmed with it that would be my like plea to you would be like go just find out go to the website call get someone to help you because you deserve every resource that's available to you or your loved one does so you know if you're listening you've got that you know um, aggravating spouse that won't do it do it for them you know, get on there and sort of look around and sort of see what all there is uh, there is for for you. You should. You served. You sacrificed. You deserve all the benefits. Letting you know that Middays with Jar Gibbert and Sports Talk Mississippi will be in downtown Startful coming up on Friday. They'll be talking everything Startful in Mississippi's college town. That's going to be a good time, too. And then you got AARP in recognition of National Family Caregivers Month. You are invited to the AARP Mississippi Cares Conference at 10 a.m. It's coming up tomorrow at the Hilton Jackson on East County Line Road. You can register for this free event at aarp.org slash ms. But stick with us. We've got some more good headlines for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You've got your Watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You better watch us while you can because if one of us wins $1.2 billion, we may not come back into the office the next day. That's not true. I think we'd both show back up here. But during the break, I had Rhino look and see. We always talk about things that you would buy or could buy if you won something dumb, like $1.2 billion is 
dumb. $1.2 million is dumb for most of us listening to good things. So $1.2 billion is extra dumb. But what about the things that it still wouldn't be enough to get you? Because you said what sparked it was, I said, I would love to, like, could I buy my way into Area 51 experience? Like, I want to see what's behind there. You said you probably need a little bit more than $1.2 billion. And I thought, well, darn, are there things still off limits for 1.2? And I know you would still technically not get that with taxes, but whatever. It says $1.2 billion on the, <laughs> on the lottery right. check. So what, what can just a singular billionaire not buy? If you had a billion dollars that you were trying to to burn through as fast as possible, like it's Brewster's millions all over again, you got to spend a billion to get a hundred billion or something like that, and you just had to spend a billion dollars, you still couldn't afford the world's tallest building, which is which I think is still the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, and you you look at a skyscraper, it's anywhere from ten to twenty five million dollars per floor. Well, it's not that hard to get. To a billion dollars with a skyscraper, right. so you, that's ruled out. If you really like big boats, you could buy pretty much any yacht on the market, but you couldn't buy an aircraft carrier, really, because they're ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty billion dollars a piece, depending on which one. You couldn't buy most popular professional sporting franchises. So, like, you couldn't buy the Yankees, you couldn't buy the Cowboys, you couldn't buy Bayern Munich from Germany, you couldn't buy any of the soccer teams from the English Premier League. You might could buy some NHL teams or some MLS teams, but that that would be the only teams you could purchase for a billion dollars. Really? Yeah. So there's still things. And you you couldn't buy something like the Hubble, the space telescope, because I'm pretty sure that was $2 billion just by itself. Because that would be my first purchase. Man, put all my chips in. I wanted that telescope so bad. It's crazy to think that even winning $1.2 billion, there would still be circles in which here on planet Earth you wouldn't be able to find yourself or buy your... You would still be looked down upon as being broke. You poor little billionaire, you. (laughs) You just keep working hard and you keep trying. You keep manifesting your dreams and it will come true for you. (laughs) Manifesting. Gotta love that idea. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, I didn't win the lottery, but I think I set a record today. What's that? It's a true story. I had to have set the record for the person who went to the Kroger more times in only like four hours than anybody ever time. I had to go back. I went to the Kroger three times in four hours today. On purpose. Like, not on purpose. I didn't purposely set out to go, but because I am doing something that requires things that I can forget <laughs> So I went once, looked all over the store for a particular ingredient, couldn't find it, and then uh, jarred bell, uh, red bell peppers, if, you were, if you're wondering. They're not where you would think they are. They're probably where you think they are. They weren't where I thought they were. And so I went... by the olives? Stop. I went to an... <laughs> uh, so I got all the ingredients but that one. Went to another grocery store, and when someone told me that's where they were at, because I was closer, wasn't there. So I drove back to the Kroger, got my bell peppers, got home, made halfway through it, put it into my blender. My blender exploded on me. So then I had to go back to the Kroger to pick up one of the little 
handheld immersion blenders that I saw that was on sale, I, which, looking back, you talk about manifesting things. I thought to myself, oh, man, it's on sale. I've always wanted one of those. I should probably pick it up. No, I don't need to spend any extra money today, da, 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 you know. And so I cussed myself the whole way back to Kroger. So literally between 9 o'clock and 1230, I went to the Kroger three times. So I walked through the door. <laughs> if they're looking at their checkout counter, camera, they're probably thinking, what is this woman trying <laughs> Trying to timestamp where she was or wasn't some point today, but that had to be a record. Have you ever made it to a? Had you ever had to go back, like turn around and go back to a store more than once? I've gone back once, and I made sure I got everything that second trip. I went to the Kroger four times in one day, twice. It was holiday time. That same person on the ceasefire text line asked, "Could you buy the Saints with a billion dollars?" That probably depends on the season. You could maybe get the special teams. The Saints' valuation is about $3.5 billion for the whole thing. You get half of it. Not even half. You just get the kickers and the kickoff returners and uh, maybe... Well, I'd like to see the other half be half a a billion and a half worth without the other half. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.